Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer. Is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is our Super Bowl live reaction. We're here on Spotify Live. It's New York, New York, presented by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. And what a game. All-time classic between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. 38-35, Chiefs take down the Eagles. Look, hats off to Patrick Mahomes. Hats off to Andy Reid. Unbelievable adjustments in the second half. Mahomes playing on the gimpy ankle finds a way. With all that being said, there's no way in the world I can sit here and tell you that I have a feeling of satisfaction for the way that game ended. I understand there are a lot of eagle haters within the New York, New York audience. We are well aware of that. There, there is no love loss, clearly, for the city of brotherly love. That third down call that, let's be honest, decided Super Bowl 57 is completely unacceptable. Olsen, to his credit, was all over it in the broadcast. That is as ticky-tack as it gets. That is as lame as it gets. For that game, as well played as it was, for as fun as it was, for as back and forth as it was, for that game to be decided on that particular call, absolutely sucked. Let's call it like it is. That sucked. You were robbed of what should have been an all-time finish. Bunker has a chance to make the field goal. Eagles get the ball down three or tied, and you see what Jalen Hurts 
and the Eagle offense were able to do. Now, there's a caveat to that. The Eagles played as well as they could have played in the first half of the game offensively. From Jalen Hurts running the football to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith making plays to, to Dallas Goddard, who had some sensational plays. But the fumble by Jalen Hurts in the first half, when the Chiefs were scuffling a little bit on offense, when the Chiefs were trying to find the rhythm, the ball control was an issue. The field was an issue. That play right then and there kind of gave them an opportunity to stay in it. Even though they were down 10 going into the locker room before Rihanna went out and slayed halftime, doing so pregnant, for goodness sakes. I mean, God bless Rihanna. What an absolute gem. Anyway, down 10, Chiefs get the ball, score a touchdown. Kansas City, on every possession in which they wanted to go and score, they were able to do so in the second half of this game. The Tony punt return was obviously a big play. Pacheco, we talked about him being a big factor in this game. He was outstanding. And it felt like Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs did a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant job of finding a way to negate the dominant Philadelphia pass rush. How much time did we spend over the course of the week talking about Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox and Nadama Kinsu and all of these dudes that Philadelphia has to get after the quarterback. I mean, you saw what the numbers were from a Sachs perspective. I mean, it was like the 85 Bears and then boom, it was the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. Touch Mahomes didn't get hit in this game. I mean, he barely got touched. Yeah, he scampered a little bit. He had a big one that ended up being a big play in this game. But as a whole, the Eagle pass rush was negated. That, to me, is where coaching played a big role. Now, you can get on Reed, and I did. They're up seven. They kicked that extra point. I didn't like that. To me, they had a chance to go for the jugular right then and there to make it a nine-point game. They didn't do it. I thought that might come back to bite them in the butt because the Eagles went right down the field and scored a touchdown. Then, of course, they go and find a way to get to two. Brilliant play design across the board. The adjustments Kansas City made against the Eagle defense and the Eagles stalling out a little bit in that third quarter, that ended up deciding the game. But there's no way in the world we can have a conversation today and not acknowledge how jobbed I feel as a football fan by not getting the opportunity to see how that game was going to play out. Because what you ended up getting was one of the most anticlimactic endings that you're going to find to a great, well-played, awesome Super Bowl. They did not call a play earlier in the game on Smith-Schuster that was worse than the one they called on third down. And I give Olsen credit because he was all over it. The minute he saw that replay, he's like, man, you can't call that. And I'm right there with Greg. You cannot call that play in that particular spot of the game. But it is what it is. Kansas City has gotten the better of the whistle now in back-to-back games. But you know what? This tends to happen when you got old-timers on your team. 
You know, we talked about it for years. Brady used to get the better of the whistle. Uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James in the NBA. Oh, they've always gotten the, the better of the whistle. Well, Mahomes is getting the better of the whistle now. And listen, Patrick Mahomes, he's an all-time great. Patrick Mahomes could retire tomorrow. And he's camping out for what he's done at this stage in his NFL career. And Andy Reid, he goes up another level. When you think about the all-time great coach, listen, Belichick's Belichick, Lombardi is Lombardi, but now Andy Reid, the standard of excellence in Philadelphia, but the narrative in Philadelphia, coming up short, couldn't win the big one, couldn't get over the top. Well, now Andy Reid has two Super Bowls to his name. And you think about Reid in the big game now, he's 2-1. And And you saw him after the game, he's like, I'm not walking away. Could you blame him? Guys, ladies and gentlemen, I had the opportunity to coach Patrick Mahomes. I'll stick around for a couple more years still. You got an all-time great on your hands. But for that game to be decided the way that it was, yeah, it pisses me off. Yeah, it ticks me off. We were jobbed of what should have been an all-time ending. And again, Philly fan is not getting much sympathy from the New Yorker. I totally understand that. John fan's going to be like, boo freaking who? Screw you. Go home. You lost the Super Bowl. All-time classic was robbed of an all-time great ending. That bothers me. Not going to lie. That bothers me. All right, we got a lot of calls to get to. Uh, let's lead it off. David gets us going here on this Super Sunday. Welcome in, David. How we doing? JJ, I agree with you 100%. You just feel like you got robbed at the end of that game. And I don't understand. Do they not review what happened at the end of the championship game and talk to the refs about swallowing the whistle? Do they, do they not have that conversation and say it better be egregious? It better affect the play completely. Where, where, where the fans will be crying for a flag just because Mahomes points and the ref turns around and thinks he saw a grab of the jersey and you get, uh, I mean, I mean, Greg was awesome. He called it out. And by the way. Oh, he was all over it, David. He was all over it. And listen, uh, and listen to me, you're thinking about in that moment. All right. Fourth down. Kansas City's got a kick. Jalen Hurts has a chance to be a hero. Maybe we're looking at overtime. We're looking at all these different possibilities. And look, if it was an absolute no-doubter call, it's one thing. That's a play they were letting go, David, earlier in the game. They let it go earlier in the game when it was more egregious. Come on, man. You can't make that call there. All right, let's head to Eric, who joins us. Eric, I'm back. What's up, dude? Problem, man. Appreciate you uh, going live after the game. Well, listen, I appreciate I appreciate everybody's patience. You know, we found a way. You know, my internet goes out. We're back now. We're rocking. So the floor is yours, Eric. What's up? I echo everything you said. Out of the first 58 minutes of this game were unbelievable. Smash mouth football. A lot of great hits. The just tit for tat between the the Chiefs, kind of matching the Eagles, and the Eagles fighting right back. It was leading up to an all-time ending. You knew the Chiefs were probably going to score either a field goal or a touchdown. And just, I was wondering, man, what is Hurts going to do to answer? He's been money all game. And again, the refs got in the way. That definitely was not uh, roughing the passer. You got to let that play go. I'm sorry. You have to let that play go. Uh, Eric, you're calling it earlier in the game where you're letting the guys play, for goodness sakes. You got to let that play go. You have to. I completely agree. And I thought for the most part, the, the officiating for the game, they, they swallowed the whistles and they 
kind of let, let them play. And it was just like an old school kind of football game that it was turning into a shootout. It was shaping up to be a phenomenal ending. Mahomes versus Hurts and just who's going to get the, the better of the other here. And I, like they must not have learned their lesson from last you know, the AFC Championship game. And they got in their own way. And I just, I don't like when championship games are decided by whistles. It's a bummer. That's what it boils down to, Eric. When you have a situation where it feels like the game is coming down to the wire, you have Kansas City playing brilliantly in the second half, you have Philadelphia responding when they're down eight, they get the Devontae Smith play, they get the Jalen Hurts two-point conversion. You want to see the players decide the game. Unfortunately, we did get we did not get that tonight. And, and that forever will be a legacy of this Super Bowl. Listen, Mahomes is great. He's an old-timer. No surprise there. Reed is great. He's an old-timer. Respect. All the respect in the world. But this Super Bowl got an asterisk to it. There's no doubt. No, for sure. And I think that the, I, no, I have no love loss for, for Philly. I could, couldn't care less about any of their teams. But I would have loved to have seen, hey, down to the wire, what's Jalen Hurts going to do? Because he was playing so well all game. You know, outside of that, that weird fumble, he was, he was fantastic. And I would have loved to have seen with a, drive, uh, with a Super Bowl on the line, final drive, what's he going to do? And we were, we were robbed of that. But I think uh, just looking at the game overall, you know, obviously you tip your cap to the, to the Chiefs. They're just they're fantastic. And I, I think this puts Mahomes and Andy Reid into a, a different stratosphere now. And just, you know, that's, it's really impressive what they've been able to do. You know, they lose Tyreek Hill, they lose some guys. And they just, they find these, these dudes. How about Kadarius Tony with that punt return? Uh, it's an excellent point. It was a monster play in the game. There's no doubt about it, Eric. Appreciate the call as always. You think about Tony, monster play. You think about Smith Schuster, who did very little this entire season. Outside of Travis Kelsey, Smith Schuster was Patrick Mahomes' biggest weapon in this game. Uh, aside from Pacheco in the running game, of course. For the Chiefs to lose Tyreek Hill, who we all know is an unbelievable talent. Top five, top seven wide receiver in the NFL. All of the attributes he brings to the table. To lose Hill and to not miss a beat speaks to the coaching staff, speaks to the quarterback. And now they go to a different stratosphere with that second Super Bowl. It is now the Kansas City Chiefs era within the NFL. I mean, listen, it was anyway, but you had that Tampa Super Bowl. You had the loss last year to Cincinnati. But now you look at it, two of the last four years, we're talking about the Chiefs and Super Bowl champs. They are the team of the league. There's no doubt. Let's head to Kevin Manalpin, who's up next. What's up, Kevin? How we doing? Listen, I know everyone's talking about that call at the end, but listen, if you're going by the letter of the law, that, that was that was a holding. There's no way around it. I mean, he pulled. Uh, Kevin, not, not, I mean, what about, what about the play earlier in the game? Though? Come on now. You can't call that. Third down, game on the line. You cannot make that call. You cannot make that call. You're telling me that there are instances in other games this year where they've let that slide? Of course there are. Let that play go. You're telling me that's got to be called there? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be, but if you look at the if you look at the look at the play, he he did tug the jersey. But Kevin, here's my problem. But here's my problem with that. Earlier in the game, they're letting things slide that are way worse. That third down call where the Chiefs went nuts, they lost their mind. 
they let that go, and then all of a sudden you're going to call it tighter later in the game? Where's the consistency? I hear you. I hear you. But I'll tell you one play that really comes back. And I know, I know it's, you know, second guessing and all that stuff, but the Jalen Hurts fumble was an absolute backbreaker. Looking back at how this game turned out, that was such a huge play. It really was. Oh, I totally agree. Because think about it, Kevin. They could not have had a better first half. They could not have had a better first half outside of that fumble. And Kansas City was out of sorts. Kansas City did not possess the ball much. You know, they couldn't get in a rhythm. They couldn't have a feel for things. And they were down 10, but it felt like it was worse. You know what I'm saying? With the way they were getting outplayed, with the way Philly was dominating time of possession, you felt like Philly should have been up by more than 10 points. And sure enough, what happens? Kansas City gets the ball. They go right down the field, score a touchdown. They hold to a field goal. Then they go and score another one. They get the three and out. They get the punt return. And they're flying in the second half. They were clearly, without a doubt, the better team in the second half of this game. No question about it. For sure. And then once you saw the Mahomes injury, I mean, that gave you a lot more confidence going to the second half. And I don't know what happened. The defense wheels fell off for a Philly. They just fell off. Well, listen, Mahomes is Superman. He's tough to guard. And this is where you got to credit Andy Reid. They made adjustments in that second half. They made adjustments from a standpoint of their defense and getting after Hurts and dialing up a couple of blitzes, they also made an adjustment. Hey, let's get the ball out in the flat. Let's get the ball, boom, right to our guys. Sky Moore, McKinnon, Pacheco, you name it a guy. And they did that pretty consistently. All right, let's head to, um, where are we going to go here? Let's head to Sam, who's up next. He joins us. Sam, what's going on, pal? Hey, John, can you hear me? Sam, go ahead. I got you, bud. What's happening, man? All right, great game. Kind of sucks it ends on a bit of a controversy, but... Terrible way for that game to end. Terrible, terrible way for that game to end. Yeah, I think one thing, if I'm a Phillies, if I'm an Eagles fan, I think you can rest happy knowing that you have Hurts as your quarterback for the next few years. Because I have not seen a leader like him in so long. I think he's one of the best leaders in all of football. He's up there with Burrow and all these other guys. I think he's amazing. And I think with him as your quarterback, they're going to be back. Well, you would think so. Listen, their team is stacked. I mean, they're terrific on the offensive line. They're terrific on the defensive line. They got two great wide receivers. They have a really good tight end. But you never know if you're going to get back, Sam. Listen, Jalen Hurts showed me a lot this year. He was under a lot of scrutiny at the end of last year. They wondered if he was the right guy. This is a guy who's been doubted a lot in his career. He was benched in college for Tua. He has to transfer. He goes to a team. He's a mid-round pick, and Carson Wentz is the quarterback. Uh, last year, he played poorly in the playoffs. So should they go and get Russell Wilson? Should they go and get Deshaun Watson? Jalen Hurts can play. Now, he's got talent. They got a lot of talent. But I think if you're the Eagles, you got a leader. You got a good distributor. You got a guy who kind of understands what his role is on the team. Shit, you feel A-OK about your quarterback. No doubt. Well, he's not, I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm saying if I was an Eagles fan, I would be completely happy with Hurts as my quarterback. Well, I think they are. Sam, they're going to pay him. They're going to pay him when his contract comes up. He'll be the Eagle quarterback. Yeah, no question. No question. And listen, he played well, and he, and he played well in this game. Sam, let's give him credit. He, he's running for touchdowns. He basically, let's be real, was unguardable on, on those fourth down sneaks. Now, that's partially his body type. That, that's partially the Eagle offensive line, which is great. 
I, I, I mean, they ran that quarterback sneak again and again and again. And they never had an answer for it. I mean, Chris Jones was trying to jump basically above the line of scrimmage. He was trying to do everything in his power. Hurts played fine in this game. Outside of the fumble, which, yes, was a big key in the game. I understand that. He threw the ball great. He made plays with his legs. He answered the bell when the team was down eight. I, I have no issues with Jalen Hurts in this game. Zero. How could you? If the Eagles would have won, he would have been Super Bowl MVP. Just think about that. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes... You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like... Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Okay, where are we going next? Good question. Let's head to the great Kenny in Staten Island who joins us. Hello, Kenny. What's happening, brother? What's going on, JJ? Kenny, what's going on, man? Terrific game. Sad way for it to end, but terrific game nonetheless. Well, listen, last year, two of the Bengals got robbed on a holding call down the stretch, if you remember. You know? Remember that call? I, I do. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. It, it, it does stink when that's the way the game ends up going down. But remember, with the Bengals, they at least had the ball and a chance to tie it. You, you know what I mean, Kenny? Like, yes. That was a questionable call. There's no doubt about it at the end of the game. But at least Joe Burrow had the ball and they're like the 40-yard line. They were down. Th they had a chance. You know what I mean, dude? They had a chance. Listen, at the, at the end of the first half, when, you know, uh, the look on Mahomes' face, I'm saying to myself, you got to be kidding me. Again, the Eagles going to play a second half without a, without a starting quarterback to go, go up against. But when he came out of the locker room, it looked like he was never hurt. And, and the, the NFL, man, come on. What's with the field? Are you kidding me? The feel was terrible today. Absolutely terrible. Everybody was slipping. What a joke. You know, you got these top athletes on the field. If you want to play a game where it almost looked like the freaking was worse than the mud bowl of 82 Jet Dolphin game. It was ridiculous. And, and Kenny, historically, Arizona has done a really good job with their field and the condition and everything that comes with it. This was rough today. I mean, everybody and their mother was slipping. Everybody and their mother was slipping. How, how do you replace a field two weeks before a game? 
that that that's mind boggling to do that. But but getting back to the game, I think one of the unsung heroes was Pacheco. Man, he did he show some fight. You know, he he he, he finally uh, took the ball the you know the ball by the horns and put the team on his back there when they needed a few big plays uh, in the running game. And you know, listen, Mahomes, this just basically puts him in the Hall of Fame. You know, you got two Super Bowls. Andy Reid finally finally got the another one. And and what about Spagnola? You got to give you got to give credit to this guy, defensive coordinator. Now with his third was that his third Super Bowl, I think. Spags. So it was. Uh, listen, I had the Chiefs. Uh, I dabbled a little bit with the props. I got lucky with two boxes on a score change. But uh, listen, great football season, Kenny. Listen, it was and, and Pacheco was unbelievable in this game. He was absolutely unbelievable. He made big plays. He he ran the ball with intensity. He kind of allowed Kansas City, let's be real, to get back into this game because you didn't have the deep threat. In the second half, it wasn't like Travis Kelsey was much of a factor. So Pacheco absolutely is an unsung hero this game. So is Juju Smith-Schuster. You don't want to forget about him. And then the third guy I look at, how about Tony, dude? How about Tony scoring a touchdown where he was wide open and walking? I mean, I don't know how many times Kansas City was going to be able to run that play, and they ran it over and over and over and over again in the second half. But that punt return, that basically handed him a touchdown, for goodness sakes. Well, that was, that was, listen, he almost took it to the house there, and, but he put them in a great spot. Listen, they make plays. That's the Chiefs. They make plays. They got these guys that all contribute, and doing it without Tyreek Hill. That goes to show you that they let one of the best receivers go, and they didn't skip a beat. Kenny, that's the brilliance of Mahomes. That's the brilliance of Andy Reid. Appreciate the call as always. Glad you cashed on the game. I did not. That's okay. I did not. To lose Tyreek Hill and to be the offense that they have been all year, impressive. Super impressive. And the adjustments that were made in the second half, you cannot overlook them as well. Quick passes, negating that pass rush. Getting after Hurts a little bit. But the way the game ends, I'm sorry. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. Let's head to Don, who joins us next. Don, hello. How are you? What's up, JJ? Good to talk to you again, buddy. Uh, Don, the pleasure's all mine. Hope you enjoyed the game. What's up, dude? Yeah, I did. Well, as a Giants fan, definitely happy with the result. You know, it didn't look good there. It was when you talk about a game with the tail of two halves, man, like the Philly dominated the first half. You know, I, I felt like you said earlier, going into halftime, I was they were you know, Kansas City's only down by 10, but it felt like they could have been down by 20 easy because the, they were just dominating them, running the ball, time of possession. And obviously that fumble really was a a killer for uh, for Philly just to keep the Chiefs in the game. But then the way that the Chiefs came out, bro, in the second half, and, I mean, it was a completely different ball game in the second half. And I thought one of the biggest keys to the game, which I don't think a lot of people talk about, was how the Chiefs' offensive line performed. I mean, I know you mentioned – Play great. Play great. I totally agree, Don. And I think their ability to run the football as well as they did made a major impact. It made a major, major, major impact. This is a team that had the third most sacks in NFL history. They didn't sack Mahomes once in this game. And that was the game plan. They said, we are not going to have Patrick Mahomes take five-step drops. We are not going to play into the hands of Redick, uh, of Sue, of Cox. We're going to try to take them out of it by running either at them or running plays where all of a sudden, all right, they're coming at them. They're coming at them. Boom. 
you're getting the ball out of his hands. And that play they ran in the flat, Don, they ran that play around the goal line about four different times, and, and, and Philadelphia did not have an answer for it at all. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. It was a it was a totally different game in the second half. And you know, like I said, I think you got to give Reed a lot of credit, the coaching staff, everything they did to just put together an offensive strategy to protect homes like that against a defense. Let's face it, that's been crushing opposing quarterbacks. You know, like that that's been why the Eagles have been blowing these guys out is getting pressure on the quarterbacks. The Giants didn't stand a chance against them because Daniel Jones was under pressure all game. And, um, you know, then you saw the same, well, obviously the 49ers was a whole other debacle, not even having a quarterback, but it was impressive to see what this Kansas city offensive line was able to do to protect homes. And, and then, you know, obviously Pachenko was running like a monster uh, in the second half to be able to uh, move the ball the way that they did. I will say this though, as a Giants fan, I was impressed by Jalen Hurts. You know, like, I, I, oh, how could you not be, Don? How could you not be? Jalen Hurts played really well in this game. Outside of that fumble that he ends up giving the Kansas City Chiefs, the guy did not throw an interception. He made big plays down the field. He made plays with his legs. He converted fourth downs. Uh, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant to the point, Don, where if they would have won the game, we'd be talking about Jalen Hurts as an obvious, no doubt, Super Bowl MVP. I'll take it a step further. Jalen Hurts had one of the best performances by a losing quarterback we've ever seen in the Super Bowl. Not as good as Brady, let's say, in that Eagle game a few years ago, but it will go down as one of the best games a losing quarterback has ever had in the Super Bowl. He was that good. He was, yeah. I got to tell you, I'm not fired up on having to see him twice a year for the next decade. You know, I mean, we all know that every season's different, but uh, he's a young, young cat and he should be there for a long time. So they're... They're going to be a tough team for uh, for years to come. The Giants are going to have to up their game if they're going to compete with these guys. There's no doubt about it. The Giants have a major, major undertaking in closing the gap with the Philadelphia Eagles. But my counter to that is the league changes quick and life comes at you fast. Philadelphia, a couple of years ago, they were a four or five-win football team. They retooled on the fly. They drafted really well. They hit on big moves. Devontae Smith was a big move. They trade for A.J. Brown. They had pieces like Darius Slay and Bradbury on defense, although Bradbury's probably going to have a rough time sleeping tonight. I know I would. I have not heard his comments after the game, but I'd have a hard time sleeping. That's a terrible way. That's, that's even It is even worse than the Bengal game. The Bengal call bothered me. I learned to accept it, but it bothered me. This one is just atrocious. And Olsen, to his credit, was all over. He's like, come on, man. You can't call that. You can't call that there. Bradley joins us. What's up, Bradley? How we doing? I'll, I'll be the first to admit, yes, that was past. I mean, uh, that, that should not have been called. I mean, it should not have been called in uh, you know crunch time when we could have had probably the, one of the greatest finishes in the Super Bowl. But quite frankly, JJ, as a Giants fan, I do not care. I am happy the Eagles lost. That, But boy, what a really good game it was for the first 58 minutes. Phenomenal Super Bowl. Super well played. Super competitive. Back and forth. Basically, Bradley, that had everything you want in a Super Bowl. You had big plays. You had twists and turns. It was a super crisp, super well played game from the outset, from the get-go, with both teams going right down the field and scoring touchdowns. To having all sorts of points. Yeah, it has a terrible feel to the end of it. I'm sorry. There's no other way around it. Anybody who's trying to tell me otherwise is not paying attention. I'm sorry. They're not. Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I totally agree. 
And I'll tell you what, too, like just again to like, you know, the game schematics and stuff like that. I mean, the real big turning point, in my opinion, like for the Chiefs, I mean, that whole first half, I mean, it was dominated by the Eagles. The Chiefs only had one possession the entire second quarter. The, the Chiefs defense was just gas. And it was good to see Mahomes come out in the second half and just like, you know, show some resiliency. Ankle looked good after halftime. They scored quick. Here's where I felt the game changed. If the, I needed to see the Chiefs defense try to find a way to stop, you know, the uh, Eagles offense somehow, whether it be a three and out or a lengthy drive that ended in a field goal, they got that it ended in a field goal. And right then there, JJ, I, that's where I felt the momentum really changed in the Chiefs' favor. That's where I felt like the Chiefs, I said, you know what? I think the Chiefs are going to pull away with this thing going, going now. Yeah, that's a very good point. And Philadelphia was very, very aggressive in the first half of this game, Bradley, with the idea of going for it. And I loved it. It's the idea of playing a win. It's what I talk about all the time. Fourth and four, fourth and five, we're going for it. Fourth and one, we're going for it. We saw it with Dable this year. We saw him look at how many times, like go back to week one. We saw them, you know, the Giants do, do those uh, those sort of things, going for it, say it's screw it. I'm going for the win now. Got to tip your cap to them. That, that was really good execution on the Eagles' part in offense. 1,000%. But unfortunately for them, Bradley, in the second half, they were not as crisp. And you mentioned that hold to a field goal. That was a big, big, big swing in the game. Because they score, hold to a field goal, boom, you go and score again. Felt like all the momentum was on the side of the Chiefs. Now, Bradbury after the game, he's a stand-up guy. So I'm not surprised by this. He's basically saying he held them. That's all well and good. That's a call that does not need to be made. I don't even care if James is saying that. I, I think he's just being accountable, trying to say the right thing. That's not a call that needs to be made. That's fine. He can say what he wants. I'm going to say what I want. That's not a call that should have been made. Sorry. But said to uh, the great Elmhurst. Charlie, up next here on Super Sunday. What's up, buddy? Hey, JJ. How you doing? Charlie, I'm doing okay. What's up, dude? Uh, yes, the end of the call was not that good. But uh, I got to say one thing before I talk about the the game itself. Uh, current Yankee manager, how are you doing after that awful year phony? And oh, look at you trolling Aaron Boone. Look at you, Charlie. A little extra pep in his step. Giving it to the Yankee manager. How about that? Yes, his analysis uh, when he was on K. Uh, very, very fanboy, phony, you know, not competent, not an expert. Just please be quiet. And your Eagles are done. You're not a popular guy. Yankee fans cannot, is not, is not liking you right now. So, uh, yes, that's my say on the Yankee manager before I talk about the game. Well, it seems like Charlie needs to get down to Tampa and that, uh, ask that to Aaron Boone as his first question before spring training, you know? Yeah, yes, that will be my first question. So, but in terms of the game, yes, the official got in the way. But in terms of the Chiefs side, uh, first half, uh, I was very, uh, I mean, the Philly just bum-rushed through uh, the Chiefs defense, and they're underperformed. And the Chief coaching staff, I mean, the, I mean, Andy Reid not going for now fourth down, instead of kicking the field goal, and Bucker missing a kick the field goal. To- yeah, I thought that was going to be a huge swing in the game. I'm with you, Charlie. I hated the idea of kicking it there on fourth and three. You're moving the ball. You scored in your opening possession. Let Pat Cook there. Let Pat Cook there and go and make a play. But at the end of the day, it was Patrick Mahomes, the one uh, who... And we got to give Reed credit for this, though, Charlie. His game plan and his adjustments after Rihanna in the second half were sensational. Oh, absolutely. And I think it was like 15 minutes after the uh, 
I think with a halftime show. So like, so he, after the, maybe he, he recovered, recovered from whiplash and, and technically, and basically like Patrick Mahomes, you know, did what he's supposed to have to do to get a team a victory. And, uh, he, not the stat wise in terms of like, not the big number he put up, but like certain like the will and the commitment and the, that well, Charlie, he don't care about the stat line. He threw a bunch of touchdowns. He wins his second Super Bowl MVP. And the Chiefs now are in a different place, historically speaking, than where they were 24 hours ago. That's the bottom line. They are now moving in the direction of being an all-time team. This era of NFL football now is the Chiefs era. It's their time. They are the team to beat. And it's now basically a fait accompli that you maybe don't expect them to win the Super Bowl every year, Charlie. But you know, they're the team you got to go to in the AFC. You used to say that about the New England Patriots year after year after year. For everybody who's in the AFC, that means Buffalo. That means Cincy. That means Miami, the Chargers, the Jets. You give me the team. You know the team you got to beat at some point is going to be the Chiefs. Yes, Chiefs are one of the top echelons in the food chain. They will be there every year. And... I'm pretty sure the Empire State Building will not be green tonight. Well, I know you're happy about that. Listen, I'm happy about that, too. I mean, what a dumb decision that was. I can't believe the Empire State Building and New York City would actually, they would do that to the citizens and the residents in New York, despite the power and the money and the infrastructure of the NFL. You don't have to worry about it. It's a good piece. Uh, let's hit the Tom and Massapequa. He joins us. What's up, Tom? How are you? Going on. Tom, what's happening, dude? Uh, so, first off, I wanted to hear, uh, what was your favorite Rihanna song? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Now, I, I have to be fair about this. The favorite song that I heard in the halftime, not my favorite Rihanna song, period. I like Rude Boy. I'm a big fan of that one. I think it's a tremendous song. I didn't love it in the halftime. I, I, I thought all of the lights and shine bright like a diamond were probably my two favorites. And how about Rihanna doing that performance pregnant, for goodness sakes? I mean, you want to talk about a freaking boss. What a boss. And that was like the big debate that I had in my group chats. And, you know, my sisters are debating the idea. Oh, is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? Is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? Good for her. I mean, holy smokes. What a stud. And then my next thing. I think Mahomes might be the best quarterback I've ever seen. Um, and I was just wondering, like, who your top five quarterbacks of all time would be? Because obviously, I put Brady number one, but I think, I like, I've never seen anyone as good as Mahomes. Well, when you talk about talented, yeah, Patrick Mahomes probably Tom is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. We'll see if he has the same career as Tom Brady. I don't know. It's too early to tell. That's why this game was big from his standpoint. Two and one now, as opposed to one and two, it feels different for Mahomes. It does. He would have lost his game. It's like, wow, you won and two. You won the first one. You got smoked in the second one. You lose again. Mm, work to do. Now he's two and one. He's kind of on par. He's going to. All right. So top five. I like to do in my lifetime. Brady obviously won. Without a doubt, no questions asked. The second that I've probably seen in my lifetime probably would be Elway. I'd probably go Brady, Elway, Manning, 
Mahomes, Marino. And, and I understand I'm leaving some great quarterbacks off the list. I didn't see Montana. I'm leaving Favre off. I'm leaving Rodgers off their Hall of Famers. I have a soft spot for Marino. I understand that. And listen, nobody threw the ball better than Dan Marino. And, and the problem you're going to have now in comparing these quarterbacks, the eras in which they play, I mean, like Drew Brees, who's an all-time great quarterback. Anybody's going to sit there and tell me that Drew Brees is better than Dan Marino. Please, don't insult my intelligence. With the rules he's playing with, compared to the rules Dan Marino was playing with, like, you got you to have some sense of, of perspective there. Just a little. Uh, let's head to Alberto, who's up next. What's up, Alberto? How are you, my friend? Yeah, man. Dude, uh, I mean, the game was great, first and foremost, obviously. But uh, I'm just here uh, as a Raider fan, thinking about how much it sucks that he's in the AFC West. <laughs> oh, I can understand that. Alberto, listen, that's why from Sean Payton's perspective, I get Sean got paid a zillion dollars. I get that Denver's got new ownership. It's a great NFL franchise. Dude, I don't know about you. I wouldn't want to be coaching against that guy twice a year. Would you? I don't want to. Man, it sucks. It's terrible. I mean, I honestly feel like the Jets of the West, to be honest. I mean, this is what the Jets must have felt like when Brady was just destroying them every year. And we suck. Oh, Alberto, I'm well aware. Listen, I had to live through it, too, as a Dolphin fan. I'm well aware. Like, don't get me wrong. Buffalo has a good team. You don't feel the same way about Buffalo the way you do about Mahomes and Reed and the Chiefs. They're the team now, dude. And they're the team for the NFL. They're the team for the AFC. And yeah, if I'm the Broncos, if I'm the Chargers, if I'm the Raiders, I'm not happy about that. And, and, and let me tell you something, Alberto. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, am I rushing to go and play in that division with those teams? With Mahomes especially and Reed especially? I don't think so, man. No way. Yeah, it's a wrap for the next 10 years, minimum. It's a wrap. We don't, we don't stand a chance. We should just be trading away everybody, like trying to put a, what's it, um, a, a press seat. Just grab as many draft picks for like the next five plus years. Yeah, uh, here's the problem, though, Alberto. I, I, I get it. You feel defeated, but like you, you can't have that attitude. You got to try to win. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you're a wild card team. Maybe, you know, things go against the Chiefs. Here's the scary thing about Kansas City, folks. They lost Tyreek Hill. They lost Hill this year. This was supposed to be a year they take a step back. They're going to win the Super Bowl. All right, this is a treat. My guy who does East Coast Bias with me and spends so much time with me throughout the entire football season, even though he's not... Raheem Palmer, you don't even need an introduction. What's up, Pop? It was good, man. I mean, it was a good game. I mean, probably one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in a while. Um, the end was a little disappointing, but... I mean, you know what side I was on. Well, and Raheem, listen, share with everyone. Raheem, by the way, is a big better. Raheem was on the Chiefs. I was heads up with the Eagles. When did you get in live and what number, what dollar figure are we talking about? You could you could flex a little bit on this one, Raheem. I'm, you're allowed. You guys remember the Devontae Smith catch that wasn't a catch. Yes, um, yes. Yes, we do. Caught it. They moved the odds to plus 400. I looked at it and I said, you're going to call this catch back. And then they're going to move the odds back. So I put 4,700 on it to win about um, almost like 23,000. <laughs> Whoa. That's a big win, Raheem. That's a flex right there. That's a flex. And I knew, I knew that, you know, once they call this back, there's not going to be enough time for the Eagles to score a touchdown. So Max, they're up 10. And then the, the Chiefs will be getting the ball back. And the Chiefs have been moving the ball. So I'm like, after the half, they're going to score a touchdown and I'm in good shape. So, I mean, once they did that, I felt comfortable. So you were not nervous down 10 going into the locker room seeing Mahomes a little gimpy? 
Oh, not at all. I mean, when you look at this Eagles team, the funny thing is they've been struggling in the second half all year long. Like, this has been their script. Like, they get up in the second half, they can't do as much. And one thing I will say, I just I read a stat, but, you know, the Eagles didn't play too many good quarterbacks in 2022. So, I mean, you look at Mahomes, Dak, Rodgers, Lawrence, um, Goff, um, those, those quarterbacks, they put up almost 34 points a game. So I knew the Chiefs would have would keep scoring, and then the Eagles would just have to match that. And I just didn't trust that they were going to be able to do that. Well, listen, the Eagle offense played brilliantly in this game. I mean, let's be honest. Hurts was awesome in this game. A.J. Brown, Dallas got it. Devontae Smith, Raheem, they were fantastic. This is just basically a game of, all right, you stall out, opening drive in the third quarter, you kick a field goal, you get a three and out, which ends up being a big play. And then the penalty, which led to Kansas City getting the game-tying, game-winning field goal. See, that's the thing with this game, Raheem. We don't know what would have happened if Philly gets the ball, down three, under two minutes to go, with a timeout, if Jalen Hurts responds. Does he throw a pick? Did they score a touchdown? Do we get overtime? We'll never know. But I don't want to, but I don't, oh, I don't think so. Raheem, of course. Listen, their offense is moving it all, all day on Kansas City. And I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing that I did do. When the, when the, when the, um, Right after the Chiefs took a eight-point lead, I was able to get the Eagles at four to one. Oh, so you had a nice middle there. You had a nice middle either way. Okay, four fifty to one. So um, I actually put like a quarter of what I had on the Chiefs on the Eagles to get my money back. <laughs> I like that. See, that's why Raheem is the taskmaster that he is. And buddy, I got to commend you. You finished the season with a flurry. I know we're all fired up for the NBA and college hoops now moving forward. H- have you been uh, crazy enough to look at the odds yet for next year's NFL season? Or are you not willing to go that far? Not yet, at least. You know what? I, I, I got to give myself a little bit of a break. Got a boy. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to look at it. So we're going to talk about it on East Coast Bias. But I want to I want to stop by and just say what's up to you. I know you're having a good time out in Arizona. So I want to say what's up to you. Well, Raheem, next year, my man, I expect you out in Vegas for the Super Bowl. That needs to happen. You will be out there and we will be watching it together from some sports book somewhere. You tell me. No doubt, man. That's the great Raheem Palmer, one of my uh, compadres from East Coast Bias and Philly Special, even though he is a Dallas Cowboy fan. Just throwing that out there. Uh, good for Raheem. Big night. couple more. Let's head to Scotty, who joins us. What's up, Scotty? Yeah, Jake, I really, honestly, I didn't really watch this game that much. Oh, you missing the Super Bowl. You missed the classic, Scotty. Outside of the ending, sucking with the officiating. You missed the yeah, classic. Yeah, I, I was playing Hogwarts Legacy, but... Yeah, I watched the ending. I mean, that ending was, I mean, listen, I'm not shedding any tears for the Eagles or Nick Sirianni. I mean, they can go cry in the car, but. Well, I think that Sirianni uh, crying gif, we're going to see a whole lot of that over the next couple of For the years. game to end like that is ridiculous. Also, I mean, I don't know if Mahomes is a top five ever, but I mean, he's he's starting to. Uh... Oh, Scotty, he's on his way, man. Scotty, he's on his way. You think about what he's done since he's coming to the league. The skill set, the performance his team's performance, his individual performance. Dude, he's barely scratched the surface. That's why this second one was so important for him. You don't know what the next five years or 10 years are going to be. You have no idea. Now he's 2-1. It puts him in a different stratosphere as a quarterback. Blake joins us. He's up next. What's up, Blake? How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm just saying the same things. It's like that stratosphere, the one and two versus the two and one makes a massive difference on how we see him five years from now, even if he doesn't win again, even if he keeps winning MVPs. It's an instant, instant Hall of Fame, even if he doesn't get there versus the one and two. You start looking at him like, 
the man and will he win again? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Both MVPs, but doesn't put him as a top five. It feels different. You're 100% right about that. And I think, Blake, it also feels a lot different for Andy Reid. And Andy Reid was going to go to Canton, regardless of what happened in this game. But now you look at Andy Reid, those losses in the NFC title game for Philadelphia, they kind of feel like another lifetime ago, don't they? He's got two Super Bowls with the Chiefs. He's now 2-2 two and two in the game. He's been an all-time great coach for a long period of time. He's done it with a lot of quarterbacks. Like, I think about coaches in my lifetime. In my lifetime. In the NFL. Bill Belichick's won. There's no getting around that. Andy Reid, too? I think I'd say yes. I'd put him ahead of Cowher. That's obvious. I'd put him ahead of Tomlin. I'd put him ahead of Harbaugh, who I like. I'd put him ahead of Coughlin. I smidge. He's built better programs in both places and has done so more consistently in both places. Now, I think Coughlin, for what it's worth, is a Hall of Fame coach. But like in my lifetime, I think about great coaches that I've seen in the NFL. Belichick, there's one and then everybody else. Andy Reid's too. Gruden, no, is absolutely not even close on that list, Tom. He's not even close. Because it was so bad with the Raiders the second time around. He only has the one. His teams really spiraled at the end in Tampa. He's he's a clear notch below that. Clear notch below. All right, let's take one more. And we end with a bang. The great Jeff Money. You know it's money time. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I kept my streak going with Super Bowl picks. And uh, this was, you know, this was a, hey, we had another good Super Bowl. You know, Well, listen, Jeff, it was a great Super Bowl. It's just spoiled. The ending, it, it feels hollow. That, that, to me, it boils down to it. And I, I know I'm going to get the tweets. Bradbury said it was a hold, said it was the right call. He's saying he's doing the right thing. It wasn't the right call. That's all there is to it. But it does have, it's a hollow feeling to what was an all-time classic. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have been too happy if I was an Eagle fan on that little tip-tap with the uh, holding call there. But um, but overall, you know, looks they came out the second. I always said to you what the experience-wise of them being in the past Super Bowls lately, the Chiefs, and that I don't know if that was a factor that it was a longer halftime. And they just came out right away, and they did what they had to do in the second half to start out with the first drive, and they kept the momentum going. It was, you know, it was really good back-and-forth battle there towards the end, you know? It was incredible theater. I want to applaud Jalen Hurts. I want to applaud uh, Goddard and Smith and A.J. Brown. They were stupendous in this game. But I also want to applaud the Kansas City offensive line. To not allow a sack against that pass rush is incredible. Reed's adjustments, Jeff Money, were incredible. And call or no call, Patrick Mahomes was freaking awesome in the second half. Awesome. With Schuster, with Pacheco. With Tony, it was freaking awesome. Sky Moore, think about the guys he's throwing the football to when he won the Super Bowl. Think about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, look at that. Look at towards the end of the game. They're up by eight, the Chief. You figure, all right, I said to myself, all right, if the Eagles do score, they got to stop the two-point conversion. They couldn't stop that. And then the last drive was playing very smart there at the end. They could have easily, they knew not to run for the touchdown. He slid there, and they just, they, there was no more timeouts, and they just knew they just had to make the field to get the victory, basically. Smart football. Jeff Money, they score there. That's a disaster. On the Mahomes play, I was almost thinking that they should let him score. That's tough to do with two timeouts. It's tough to do with the 20-yard line. 
But I'm almost thinking in the back of my mind, you would have been better off with him scoring there in that spot. You would have guaranteed getting the football back. Oh, absolutely. And we knew you knew towards the end there, they were going to let him score. I saw the way things were setting up there. Looking at the timeout, there was two timeouts left. So we knew by the timeout, what was going on, everything, they were going to, they would, the Eagles would definitely wanted the uh, Chiefs just to go in and score. Like I said, it was, I forgot who the player was who did that slide there right before the one that was excellent. McKinnon. It was McKinnon. And let's say for some folks who had him to score a touchdown in this game, Jeff Money, that was uh, significant. Right. Now, I was worried about the field with the slip. And I said to myself, all right, you didn't get the touchdown. But going for that field goal, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, that field was just atrocious there with this, where everyone's slipping like crazy, like an ice skating ring out there. Just terrible. A field was terrible. And Jeff Money, I want to throw this in there. I was talking about top five coaches in my lifetime. I forgot a biggie there. I forgot a biggie. Got to throw Bill Parcells in. Now, I didn't see Parcells at his best because I didn't really get Parcells with the Giants. I was too young for that. But, I mean, the turnarounds he did, I, I did see him coach New England. I did see him coach the Jets. I did see him coach the Cowboys. I, I got to put Parcells there. I, I, I put Parcells there, to be fair. Got to throw him in there. Forgot about that. I mean, as quarterbacks, I mean, I know he's not top five, but, you know, I'm going to be biased towards I always love my Troy Aikman. But I know he had a, you know, Couple of good uh, all the famous around him there, but um, but he was very good also in his time with the Cowboys. Oh, 100%. He got you to the playoffs with Quincy Carter. So, Jeff Bunny, football season's over. Monday, college basketball play. What do we got? Now, that I haven't, you know, I was so worked up with the Super Bowl. I don't have a play yet. Um, now, are you going to do, are you going to take the pod? Are you going to take anything? No, you're the last. This is getting posted as a pod, my friend. So, you are, you are the end. You are the end of this grand Super Bowl experience, my brother. I didn't look over. Um, I didn't look over the college yet for tomorrow, so I'm gonna have to. I'll do it. You're gonna do a Tuesday pod, also, right? We will have a Tuesday pod with all sorts of stuff from Radio Row. Um, I'll give you one I like tomorrow: Carolina laying four and a half against Miami. I know we had Miami last Monday. I am taking Carolina to cover that number tomorrow night. Oh, okay, who'd you have? Do you have anyone today or you didn't have anyone today when you were? Nope. No college basketball today. Had it all on the line with the Super Bowl. Didn't go accordingly. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I had Temple today. I also had the uh, Celtics in the NBA today. I went with the Celtic Temple. I wound up pushing with the plus nine. But uh, So basically what you're telling me, it ended up being a banner night for Jeff Money. Good for you on that. Uh, buddy, I will chat to you later in the week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Listen, Money had a great day. Beningo gets me. The Giant fan is happy. That's a sour way for that Super Bowl to end. I'm sorry. That Super Bowl getting decided on that call, which is so ticky-tack, oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Andy Reid is awesome. They're all-time greats. They now have their second Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is doing it with Sky Moore and, and Tony and Smith-Schuster. He's awesome. He's a living legend, and there's a new sheriff in town. The top dogs in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. You want to be a champion? That's the team. That's the coach. That's the quarterback you got to go through. We'll start making that transition. Here on New York, New York. Football season is over. Baseball season will be starting up before you know it. Pitchers and catchers this week. Got some fun things lined up for the next couple of weeks. The hockey fan. Thinks they got some big days coming up. The Knicks will be in the playoffs. Probably not going to go very far in the playoffs, but hey, at least Kevin Durant 
is not going to be tormenting you thinking about him in Brooklyn. You don't have to worry about that. See, I needed something to make me feel better. Get those Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant jerseys ready. All right. The ton of fun all week from Radio Row, all week here out in Arizona. And don't forget, we're going to have an SGP for tomorrow's Nick Net game. So we got you covered there. We'll be back on Tuesday. Good job by Stefan. Good job by all of you. New York, New York, presented by our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Enjoy your Monday. JJ out. Be good. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.